welcome to another episode of Esports Connected. I'm your host, Megan Van Petten. Thank you for joining us today. We have Danielle Rourke. It's going to be a long introduction. She's a gaming culturist. She is our new chair of the research committee here at Esports Trade Association, the Denver chapter chair, as well as this year's award recipient of Ambassador of the Year. She has a consulting company, GamingCulturist.gg, and you can also find her at DanielleWork.com. A great big welcome. Thank you for joining us, joining us today, Danielle, on this show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here and just chat with you for a while. Oh my gosh. Thank you. I'm excited. I love your headset and your, is that your D&D dice? It, uh, you know, that it's a, it's a lamp, but you know, I could use it if I wanted to. lamp while I in your background? For those of you not watching, it looks like a Dungeons and Dragons. Yep. It's a D20. It's an RGB D20. And if that doesn't tell you how much of a nerd I am, nothing will. Oh my gosh. I haven't <laughs> played Dungeons and Dragons since I was 13, 12-ish. Yeah. We used to play with notepad paper. Yeah character in the day yeah so long but these are the things you do when you I had all brothers so if I Mm -hmm. wanted to play a lot of the games I played were games literally that they chose like Dungeons and Dragons and I bought our first Atari nice oh I loved the 2600 that was so great um risk yes chess yep forget Barbie. I, was <laughs> I would find my Barbies. Okay. I can't even say. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in the yard in parts. Well, it's like, have you seen the movie? Like everybody had at least one weird Barbie. Like, oh, really? Yeah. It was really funny and really good. I heard great things. Yeah. Yeah, I'm absolutely. 100%. Yes. Yes. So we we're off to a great start. Love your lamp. I uh, couldn't Thanks. tell um, if that was the real lamp or if it was a, you have a lot going on. Yeah. Yeah. I like, uh, you know, you should see the rest of my office. It's just, I'm like, you know what, this is a space that I want to be creative in, that I want to do good work in. And so I want to have the things around me that make me feel happy and the things that make me feel inspired. So, yeah. Well, if you would like at the end of the show, we should give each other and everyone a tour of what's behind the scenes. <laughs> We could, we could. I got to make sure it's like clean enough, but yeah. Yeah, that should be the new, um, the 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 new, uh, what what would it be? Kind of like fun of the day. Mm-hmm. Take a look at, at the office. Beware yeah. when you come on Esports Connected, you might be asked to show your <laughs> office. Can you see that I have a, uh, a jumping trampoline here behind my door? Yeah, and I thought it was like an art piece or something that was there. So nobody would know. Uh, I have nowhere to put that trampoline in Chicago in this small little place that I live in. But um, sometimes like I just have to get like some energy out yes. and workout in. And <laughs> yes, 100%. I have a, I have a small set of weights right beside uh, me on the floor. So that exactly like you said, sometimes you just need to get it out. Don't you like, just like, all right, let's do this. Cause I oftentimes can't, um, get downstairs fast enough for a call and I'm in the condo and I have some minutes and I'm not like just jumping. Sometimes I'm just like, you know, just like moving, you know, like it's not like a radical workout of any sort, but I'm just like, you know, trying to be mindful of being on zoom and sitting and want to, I just want to stay healthy. Definitely. And there's so many studies out too now that say that, you know, if you pair some kind of kinetic movement with things that you're trying to learn or things that you're trying to remember or etc like there that mind body connection really helps so yes you're just being better at your job totally and I'm really lucky I have an island in my kitchen and I I do circle it yep yep especially when you're on a call that doesn't require totally. a video yeah exactly if I don't have to be sitting I try not to but I could probably I should probably sit a tad more to get some of my written work done. I just try <laughs> to be as fast as possible with that. And I'm sure it, I'm sure people can feel it. Um, but yeah, I'd like moving is key. So 
enough about that. Tell us <laughs> about you, how you started in gaming, all the things you're up to, the the new gaming culturist, how exciting, what a what a brand that you're um, you know, you're doing so much. So let's let's hear it from the very beginning. <laughs> From the very beginning. Okay. I was born on a stormy night. No, I'm just kidding. We're not going to go that far back. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I have done a lot of work in education. I've done a lot of work in technology over my career. And so I, one of the things that I very much want to share, like as I'm kind of sharing my history and I talk a lot with uh, students and young people about too, is that you should never think of you know, your career as just, you know, starting on the bottom rung of a ladder and then getting to the top rung of a ladder and yeah. that's it. You know, it, yes. there's a term that I love called a career lattice or a career matrix, as opposed to a ladder, because it is like nobody's career is straight up anymore. You know, maybe that was the case like 40 years ago, but <laughs> now like you're switching jobs, you're switching industries, you're, you know, finding other things. And then with the advent of, you know, computers and the internet, and now I'm really dating myself, but, um, and AI and all of those things, there are so many opportunities now that didn't even exist 15 years ago. Yeah. So, so that's, that's really my main goal when I talk to people about my history and my work, um, you know, and my own career lattice uh, is that, you know, don't, don't be afraid of where it's going to take you. So, um, you know, when I was young, I loved video games. Um, I, I too had an older brother. And so, you know, got into Diablo and got into Starcraft and, uh, you know, a lot of the, you know, Magic the Gathering and, and the games like that, um, because I wanted to play with my brother. And yeah. So then, you know, then I developed a love of it on my own. And then I started finding friends who loved those same things. So I was a gamer but ever since I was a little girl. I remember playing on the Atari. I remember playing, you know, Nintendo and on the old 386 computers um, and really just had a love of it. And so by the time I was you know, 11 or 12, I thought, okay, I really want to work in the gaming industry. And um, I wanted to be a cinematics artist for Blizzard, because I just thought that their cinematics were so amazing. Um, so that's what I worked towards. I started taking art classes, I took technology classes. Um, I actually got pre-enrolled at the Art Institute of Phoenix to go for game design, like when I was a sophomore in, in high school. Um, but that same like summer between sophomore and junior year, I actually found out that I was pregnant with my son. And so your whole life kind of turns upside down when that happens. Just a little. Just a little bit. Pregnant. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're always 100% pregnant. Um, so, so I knew, and I, I came from a background of, you know, we were not well off. And so I knew I was going to have to work to support myself and my son. And um, I was like, man, I just, I don't want to go to school for eight hours a day and then go to work for eight hours a day and never see my baby and never, you know, yeah. et cetera. So I decided I made the really hard choice because I loved school. I was, I was on track to be like valedictorian and et cetera. Um, but I, I made the decision to go ahead and drop out and get my GED right away. And then I enrolled in community college and started taking like night and evening classes so that I could work, but I could do the, yeah. some of the work at home and things yeah. like that. So, um, so then, you know, that kind of kickstarted this cycle in my life of, I was a single mom. I was going to school full-time. I was working full-time. So I was pretty busy. And during that time I was like, okay, so I thought that the gaming thing was going to escape me. And I was like, okay, it's just a hobby. I can't make a living at that. So, um, you know, went through a few different iterations of jobs, you know, thought I wanted to be a teacher, then thought I wanted to be a psychologist and, um, finally settled on being in technology because I'd always loved computers and it was a field that paid relatively well. And there were a lot of opportunities. So, um, ended up getting my associates in psychology, but then my bachelor's and my master's in information technology. 
in various spots. Um, and then went on to work for places like Verizon Business as a test project manager, um, you know, testing the underlying cables that you do communications across the world. And, um, and then I went to an accounting firm and I was a systems analyst and a QA analyst and I wrote some of the XML code. Um, then I went on to Cargill, which is the world's largest privately owned food producer, uh, where I was a business analyst first, you know, working with developers and users to figure out, okay, what do you need changed in these technology systems and how can we get it the most efficient way possible? Um, but then rose up to being a development manager, managed teams of offshore developers, as well as developers in Canada and Minnesota and all over the world. Um, went through kind of a growth period there, decided, hey, we'd really love to expand. And I really wanted to be a part of education. And so I actually ended up getting a job at the University of Colorado Boulder, where I eventually became an IT director over student systems, as well as the online programs, like making sure that they were all connected on the back end correctly to help students get through there. Um, and then I was able, I actually interviewed someone and this goes to show, never doubt your network. Like you never know where your next opportunity is going to come totally. from. Totally. I always find my next opportunity. This is so crazy. I meet everyone in the bathroom. Really? <laughs> everyone. Like fascinating. Be like kind to everyone. Cause you never know. Like yes. I'm the one that would like go in for an interview be in the bathroom, meet the lady that was ending up like my hiring person. Yes. Like, oh my gosh. You know, like really glad I said, please. And thank you during that. Exactly. <laughs> that it's the, tr it's, it's true. It's Absolutely. a small world. Like just it be is. cool. Yeah. 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 So, so I had an opportunity on my team at CU Boulder that I needed a solutions architect. And so I interviewed this woman and she was amazing, dynamic, et cetera. She came from Columbia university. Um, and she ended up, you know, I made her an offer, but academia cannot always pay as well yeah. as corporations can. Sure. So she ended up going to Dell and I was like, okay, no harm, no foul. Let's stay in touch. And yeah. she reached out to me like six months later and said, Hey, we need someone in the Denver area. Um, so, yeah. And she's like, would you be interested in this? And I was like, well, let's take a look. And so it yeah. was, it gave me the opportunity to be the, the chief technology and innovation strategist for higher education at Dell. Um, and so I got to work with uh, a team of other uh technology and innovation strategists as well that covered different geographic areas, but, you know, former CIOs, former um, PhD chemists. So we had this amazing dynamic of a team to really help education. Um, and that was the day job I got hired for. But when I went down to Texas and I had the interview, there were these experience lounges. And so um, one of them was, uh, had a corner carved out with Alienware gaming PCs, the big 34 inch curved monitors and Xboxes. Love. Yeah. Yes. It, it was amazing. And so I was like, Hey, can someone take a picture of me so that I can make my, at the time, 16 year old son jealous. And they were like, yeah, sure. And so the hiring manager, while we were doing that says, well, do you like gaming? Do you like video gaming? And um, you know, I actually tell this to students all the time too. like, keep your passions. Don't be afraid to let your, um, you know, fan flag fly. And, totally. um, so I was like, okay, I can be respectful. I can be tactful. This is the time. And so I was like, yes, I've been a gamer since I was a little girl and I love <laughs> these video games and blah, 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 blah. And he goes, all right, I may have a side job for you. So that's how I became the gaming and esports and education subject matter expert for Dell. And, you know, was able to work with colleges, universities, K-12 school districts, organizations all across the globe on the benefits that esports can bring to students, to colleges and universities to programs um, for inclusion, diversity, uh, you know, just really helping along career pathways and helping a sense of community for students yes. who maybe never found it anywhere else. Sure. Um, so, so that, you know, I, I was lucky enough to spend almost four years doing that, made incredible connections yeah. like Esports Trade Association and so yeah. many others, um, but then decided, you know, hey, I think it's time to go ahead and see if this has legs to stand on its own. So um, 
last month, actually, I launched my own LLC, like you said, Gaming Culturist, uh, with the purpose of, you know, being able to help provide some of that experience that I've gained and some of those networking and connections and yeah. just some of the stories that I've seen, like being able to help for webinars or keynotes or, you know, helping schools or other organizations create strategic plans on how do you want to implement gaming and esports into your curriculum or into your everyday job. So, um, super excited. And that brought me to all my work with ESTA and just love the opportunities so far. Excited to see where it's going to go. It makes me think, boy, um, I love your point about the, your career isn't vertical. I, I completely mm -hmm. feel like my career path has been horizontal and yeah. the, you know, the more horizontal we spread, the better we are together. And it's so true when when things start to align and I do, I think that it, it does take a minute to align and yeah. see like, Oh, that's why I did this. Or, and that prepared me for that. You know, right. there's this growing, right. Yes. Personally, we, we vertically want to, you know, grow ourselves mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then, you know, professionally develop horizontally with each other. And there's just something to like, when it, you could feel when you're on the right path. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if you yeah. don't feel it, like take, take a week off. Yeah. <laughs> you will. <laughs> then you're not feeling. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Go for a hike. You know, and I live exactly. in Colorado, but hug you know, go for a hike, you know, yes. Hug a tree, be in the mountains, breathe the fresh air, hear the birds and think about what it is that really moves you and what True. it is that you're really passionate about. Yes. And it's hard not to be passionate about things. Like I have a couple of brands that like, okay, so I've been drinking smart water yeah. forever. I drink smart yeah. water in Fiji, Coke yeah. is smart water. So they're Amazing. like, what you manifest around your office. It is yes. also very, very interesting. You know, um, yes. Morgan Stanley was like my first financial planning um, program where I yeah. learned financial planning on my own with mm -hmm. my first job. Yeah. You know, because I had to manage that IRA or that, yes, that yeah. investment. And I, I like took all their classes and did all these things. Yeah. So such a small amount of money that they matched, but it was yeah. so fun. And I <laughs> I like totally geeked out on it when I first received that money and wanted to do the right things. And yeah. then boom, there's Morgan Stanley. So it's it's so interesting, you know, like what your path provides when you 100%. Really, like, look and um, jointly create. And, and that's why I strongly encourage like clean living and lifestyle because that, that will come with you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There's, there is 100% something to be said about, you know, what you put out into the world yes. is going to come back to you like threefold. So, right. Yes. Good old, old adages. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> Super cool. Tell me what your the gaming culturist, like what's your ideal client? Like what's, what's your dream mission? Have you done your mission vision? I saw your website briefly and it looked pretty vast. <laughs> I have definitely been working on all of that and, um, you know, really want to take the time to craft like the mission and the vision statement and make sure that it's all encompassing, but truly, you know, I, I do really have a passion for education and yeah. making sure, you know, I, I would not be where I am today, you know, due, due to circumstances, life choices, et cetera. Yes. I would not be where I am today if I had not had the educational opportunities that I did. Um, mm -hmm. And, and so, you know, I want to make sure that everybody knows, you know, whether you're a, a little girl from Kansas that loves video games and, you know, et cetera, um, or, you know, whether you're somebody living in New York city and you don't think that you have the right skin tone or the right body type or whatever yeah. to get into yeah. the industry that you want to be in. Right. Education opens so many doors. And exactly. so, so I want to, you know, make sure that educational institutions are able to meet as many students 
as possible where they are and where they want to be. And, and that's been one of the things, you know, about esports that I've loved is that there are so many stories you hear about, you know, oh, well, 70% of our program, they weren't involved in any other extracurricular activities. They weren't band kids. They weren't theater kids. They weren't, um, you know, football players, but they were already playing games. And then if we could provide them a space, a safe space where they can connect with other people who also like playing games and they can form those social connections and they can build that teamwork and analytics and communication yeah. skills that you typically think of on like a traditional right. sports team or et cetera. Like that is powerful. Mm-hmm. So I, I would say, you know, my, my true desire with my LLC is to help whether that is schools, whether that is colleges and universities, state and local government organizations, military organizations. I've worked a lot with like West Point and the Air Force Academy, um, you know, just really helping them understand what gaming of all kinds, whether that's, you know, video gaming, whether that's tabletop gaming, card games, et cetera, and, and you know, so much of that is within esports, within the different genres of competition. What that can do for those students, and how mm. much that can make them feel like they belong—that's um, truly a passion of mine. So I, I would, I would love to be able to go talk with schools all day long about creating programs, establishing programs, setting up venues. You know, how do you make this work for the students that you're trying to serve? Well, it's interesting you say that. And I'm so excited for the world that you started at a community college. I did as well. Yeah. Yeah. Firm believer in community colleges. Oh, I, that, so I had the, the big 10 experience and Mm -hmm. then I had the small, um, private school experience Mm -hmm. and the community college experience. I had a rougher path or a longer path, I should say. Yeah. But I loved College of DuPage. I did a stint there. Okay. Um, It was was a community college and it was, the two models I think I liked best was community. Mm -hmm. I I, I can't even tell you, like I took the craziest courses that Mm -hmm. were just like my interest. Yes. So silly, like so silly. I took weight training. Yeah. Community college when I was like, maybe 20. Absolutely. But it taught me about fitness for the rest of my life. I never sleep training and I watched my body like get shaped and strong. Yeah. And I I stayed with that discipline instead of gaining the freshman or whatever year I was, sophomore, 10, whatever they say. Right. And then um, the other model I'm in love with is cohort. I've done that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. One class, one month, one book. Yeah. One group of people, one teacher. Oh my yeah. God. Focused like, studying. Oh, yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. That I'm in love. Um, versus seven classes, seven teachers. You know, I'm yes. like you. I just went, I didn't finish my graduate program. I think until I was like late, late 20s. I took the long okay. way. Yeah. I'm still in school. I'm in a yeah. I'm at Loyola now. Oh, that's awesome. Second year um program. And you know, I'm just forever a student and love. I mean, I just, I've never, ever, ever not stopped. Um, and it's, I'm glad that you're advocating for this because if there was boy, like it always gets me nervous to go on record, but I'm, I'm gonna, um, I really wouldn't have had the doors open for me for real. If Mm -hmm. I didn't have my master's, Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. was the one noticeable difference when I received that or earned yeah. that. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. Well, and I have a great story, you know, from, from my father-in-law actually that he, he says, you know, he tells the story about how, you know, he and somebody else were up for the same position. Um, he had a master's degree, the other person did not. And, you know, so, but that other person had worked in that industry, almost doing that job for years. And, you know, Mm -hmm. he was the one selected and he asked like, why did you choose me over this person that has so much experience? And they said, because 
you getting that degree, whether it was in the discipline that we needed or not, showed you had persistence and showed that you could stick True. with a long-term goal and actually achieve it. And, you know, I think that reflects so much in esports too, especially like esports and education, because it's tough to put on esports tournaments. I mean, you it have is. to think about the you have to think about the logistics, you have to think about power, about the internet connectivity, about, you know, are people going to bring peripherals that plug in or not? Do you have licenses for all of the games that you're wanting to play? How do you have the AV set up? Are you going to stream? And these students that run these events are just doing it out of passion and teaching themselves. And, you know, nobody came in and said, okay, step-by-step, this is how you do it. They're all just doing it on their own. You know, maybe they had a little bit of instruction, but I think that both that experiential learning and the opportunity to take it to the higher level in schools programs, whether that's continuing technical education or whether that is an actual degree or a minor in your college career, like having that real life experience plus the piece of paper is just so powerful to open those doors like what you were talking about. And it seems like there's some sort of trend that, you know, I'm not that cool. John Davidson keeps me cool. (laughs) (laughs) But it feels like there's a trend, like, I don't need the paper more than it was in my day. In my Mm -hmm. day, it was like, when I get the paper. Right. Um, Yeah. Non-negotiable. And I, and that, that does give, give me pause on the same token. Hey, you want to go be in a trade or whatever, mm-hmm. all the power to you. Absolutely. But boy, Absolutely. I hope you, you know, like, and then I love the creative journey too, you yeah. know, and, and the honor there. So I, I do, I, I guess, I guess um, I get most excited when, when people go to college because I know what it did for me is all. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, absolutely. And there's, you know, there's more to kind of the collegiate experience as well. Um, it, it's about community. It's about figuring out how to live on your own in the world and figuring out what it is that makes you a person, not yeah. what your parents told you, not what your high school told you. It's what makes me tick and what drives totally. me and makes me passionate. Yeah. And I think, I think that's really one of the reasons that we're seeing so much success in the collegiate esports programs, because if you provide that space for the students, they're going to come to it in droves and they're going to say like, yes, this is what I identify with. I, I always have. And, you know, maybe I haven't always had supportive people in my background that have said like, yeah, go play some video games or, you know, et cetera. Whereas if they have these programs in their schools, then they're like, this is okay. You're accepting me for this. Like you're encouraging me to do this. And it, it just maybe gives them some sense of fulfillment that they didn't have before. It feels like to the community colleges, when I was there, they had like, they had the budget it felt like, and I don't know why, but it like, there was a learning lab. There Mm -hmm. was a math lab. I went there. Yeah. the math was harder for me. Mm -hmm. So I just like hung out at the math lab during the math tutors hours and like got help. Yeah. And then, then there was a part of my education where we had to like shift to getting email and things. So I Mm -hmm. hung out at the computer lab, Yeah. you know, and learned everything I needed to know there. And it was all complimentary. It was part of being a student. Where do you think, do you think, the gaming labs are our next libraries, our next computer labs, or do you think they're more like the next student center? What do you think it's going to be in the next? Cause I, I just hung out everywhere. Yeah. We grow and excel because yeah. I, I, I was the only one to go to, to finish college in my. Oh, congratulations. Oh yeah. So at single mom, you know, like yeah. I, well, not easy, you know. Yeah. Um, not, and then I come from a family like my the my mom and her sisters are nurses, so they they did that trade school, you know, yes. sort of thing. But yeah. for me to get that formal degree was a big deal. Um, what do you think's happening? Like, what do you think's the magic? Who do you think's doing it really great? 
Yeah, there's so many good examples. And it's funny when you say like, is, is the gaming lab our next libraries or our next student yeah. centers? Because I've I've worked with schools that have done both of those things. Yeah. So, you know, like um, North Carolina State and the Hunt Library, like they have transformed that library from just like, you know, books and card catalogs, which secretly I love, like Same. I want a card catalog in my house, but oh. I will have it someday. <laughs> But they've they've added, you know, interactive stations. They've added computers that, you know, made it more computer lab focused. They're talking about yeah. doing more things with gaming in their library and just making it more interactive, making it more immersive. Um, and then there's other schools that I've worked with that have been putting gaming lounges or esports centers in their student union because that's where the traffic is. And that is, you know, students go there to, to go to the bookstore, buy their books or to go to, um, you know, Subway or Panda Express or something, you know, just to go get their meals. Yeah. And every day they walk past that. And it's something that they maybe didn't know about was on campus when they first joined, yeah. but it's mm -hmm. something that they can find that connection in. So I, I do think that gaming lounges and gaming centers at, at all, you know, areas of the spectrum, because you could just have, you know, some computers in a, in a place and students could sign up on their own and, you know, host their own little tournaments or something there, or all the way up to the very formalized, like the school is helping to sponsor this and to help pay for yeah. it. And it's a varsity program and et cetera. Like, I think, all there's spots and places in the world of education for all of those things. Um, and we're also starting to see it in like YMCAs as well as, uh, you know, like just uh, community centers, like town community centers yeah. where they want to be able to provide something interesting, you know, to there's always that struggle, especially in certain areas of like, how do you keep kids busy? How do you keep young True. adults busy and doing something productive and doing yeah. something collaborative yeah. as opposed to, you know, just maybe getting into things that they shouldn't be, or, you know, being tempted by stuff that they shouldn't be and and gaming and especially those gaming centers can be a real focus of that. Yeah. I was surprised I was at a gaming center recently and I asked these couple of kids, they were at one of the local colleges. I can't remember what college it was. And I said, what are you guys doing here? And they said, we're practicing. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. And I said, for what? And they're like, we're competing. Mm -hmm. And I said, mm -hmm. so why don't you practice at your dorm? Yeah. And they were like, well, we don't, we don't have the equipment. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and they were so grateful mm -hmm. that they could be there and practice. Yeah. You know, and think about all the programs that have what they need at their school. Mm -hmm. And these were Chicago students. They mm -hmm. took the L to this game. Okay. Like yeah. nighttime. And I said, how long do you guys practice? And oh no, how often? And they, they're like, we come here twice a week. And they were like, they were so lucky to be there versus yeah. like, I would kind of be like, man, I wish it was at my campus. They weren't even asking for that. They didn't even know what they didn't even know. Yeah. What they didn't know is they have no gaming lab. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. What they knew was we have this and mm -hmm. this is so cool. It was mm -hmm. at a night lounge. That's where I was. I can't remember what college um, didn't have the the lab, but I was like, oh my gosh, these, but, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it really is wild westy. It absolutely is. So. Whatever college they were with is going to have something. Oh yeah. 100% they will, you know, and, right. and I think there is still, you know, despite, you know, League of Legends being out for almost 20 years and, you know, esports being around and, um, you know, formalized and informal competitions existing, we still get, you know, when I was at Dell, we would still get emails from some of the administrators that say, I think this is a bad idea. This is a waste of money. This is, you know, parents shouldn't be paying for their kids to play video games and et cetera. And you're like, okay, yeah, if you're talking about the student staying in their dorm room by themselves and just playing a single player game all day long and not going to school. Yeah. Parents shouldn't be paying for that, but that's not what esports is. Right. Esports is about the community. It's about getting that student out of their dorm room and into a place where they can be with others and they can be excited and they can work on soft skills and professional skills and technical skills. And 
compete in something and feel a part of a group, you know, it's, it's so different. And, and that's why I always encourage, you know, like if, if you're, uh, you know, if anybody that's out there watching, if your organization or your school or your students or your faculty members or your teachers, if they're coming to you saying, Hey, I really think we should do this. And you have any doubts, ask them to take you to an event, like (laughs) go to an event. Because once you go to an event, I have never, ever in my life talked to anyone who went to an event and didn't walk away going, wow, I get it now. Like that. Okay. I, I see, you know, right. I've never, I've never talked to anybody who was, you know, either unfamiliar or against it that then went to an event and they were like, yeah, I still think it's bad. Like nobody, the right. live events and the competition and the teamwork and the communication, they convince everyone. It's true. It speaks for itself. It's it so endearing. It's, um, I'll just share this boy. I mean, I've been doing events you know, for decades, mm-hmm. like when mm-hmm. you were at a couple weeks ago, esports. Yeah, Next. which was amazing, by the way. If you haven't gone, anybody out there, go to esports next next year. It's never felt more like a family reunion than it did, and it only gets better. Mm-hmm. There's nothing like you walking in, putting your bag down, and helping. And <laughs> that wouldn't have really happened a decade ago in my industry. Yeah, it wouldn't have, we would have had the infrastructure set up to kind of prevent breakdowns. Okay. In, in, in my, in me, in association, we would have people there. It would be pretty tight, right? Yeah. Yeah. Esports, like the way esports next was it, and and it, and it's kind of by design, but kind of not to have a breakdown, to have community help. Mm-hmm. To have the students, you know, I, I honestly, I didn't do that um, 10, 15 years ago. We just didn't. And yeah. now it's welcomed. Mm-hmm. Put your purse down, put your bag down, put your backpack here. Sure. Pass out shirts. Like, yeah, it's a better feel. And I feel like esports in itself and gaming and these events are teaching teamwork mm-hmm. to the world. Yeah. Our generation of hope that is doing such a good job for our future. Absolutely. I could not have said that better myself. It is it is all about just everybody jumping in and helping out because so they cool. love it. I know. And you did it and it was right there, you know, where we, you know, as event coordinators, cause you'll probably be on the esports next, well, you're on the esports next 2024 team. Cause you're presenting what's <laughs> going 2024 for research. Um, and you know, literally, you know, we can hire an event firm per se mm-hmm. or work with volunteers, you know, for the local universities. And there's yeah. just a richness there and, it's just gotten without saying. And, and in that it, it truly makes us better. Absolutely. A show that's being put on for us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's such a win-win situation too. You know, there've been quite a few events that I've hosted like Educause last year in Denver, or um, we did a Phi Theta Kappa Catalyst Conference esports tournament. And for both of those events, like I reached out to my network of Colorado students that do this for their colleges. And I said, Hey, you know, can, can I buy you lunch and can I pay for your parking? And would you come and help run this? And it's something, you know, I would encourage any industry members that are out there listening as well to really make those connections with your school districts, with your colleges and universities and, and say like, Hey, you know, maybe it's not, you know, a $10,000 gig, but we can make sure you're fed. We can make sure that you don't have to pay anything to get here. If we could just have some of your time and then write references for those students, write recommendations for those students. Those are events and things that those students can then put on their resumes as they're looking for full-time work, especially in the esports industry. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just so uh, it, it's so beautiful to be part of. It's such an an honor 
Um, I've, I've just always been part of community as we talked about with our mm-hmm. big, great, big families. Um, yeah. and always, I've always been part of leadership, but this, um, what we're learning now is in just simple humanity. It's just so beautiful. I love the, um, the movement against like, it's gotta be perfect or, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like, oh gosh, heads are going to roll mm-hmm. the fire. Um, what's it, what, what, what's it called when people would lose their job? Um, there, there's like, a word. What workforce reductions or layoffs. Yeah, so, or, well, yeah. well, like, like losing your job because of something versus like committing to training. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's a word like it's, I can't remember the fire culture or something like that. Um, but just like, I love the change. And that leads me into what about culture? Mm-hmm. Who are the gaming culture? <laughs> Talk to us. What, what do we need to know? You know, we've got, we've got a good, you know, 10 more minutes here. Let's, let's hear what are we going to see? What's coming? What's so Yeah, absolutely. So the amazing thing about gaming culture is that it keeps evolving. And, Mm -hmm. you know, at its core, it's about community, because it's very hard to play a game by yourself. Like, yeah, you still can. But then what do you do? You go and you talk about it, or you post your high score. If you even go back to the days of the arcades, like, was there anything more exciting than getting your three initials at the top of that high score list on Pac-Man or on Galaga or anything? Like that was that was what was exciting, was letting other people know, hey, I'm really good at this. And so even if you're playing a single player game, it's still about community and it's still about interacting with other people and you know, embracing all of the different worlds that gaming can bring to you you know whether that's a tabletop game about you know magic or uh you know being a a doctor in a futuristic cyberpunk setting or you know whether that's a, a video game fighting dragons and monsters and or if you're you know playing soccer with cars like rocket league like it lets you immerse yourself into something that may or may not be possible in real life And so there's a little bit of an escapism to it, but there's also the community to it. And and to me, that is the thing that that keeps ringing true. Gaming culture keeps evolving. You know, we evolve from arcade games to Ataris to Nintendos to et cetera. Um, And it will always be evolving. At least I hope it will always be evolving because that keeps it new and interesting. And yeah, you know, but the, the thing that remains at its core is people interacting together and people having fun together and people learning by doing, not really like being told this is what you're going to learn. No, you're getting into it. And, you know, you're learning. There are so many great games out there about learning that are not ed tech games like Assassin's Creed. Like you go play the Assassin's Creed series and you're going to get a master class in history and like world history and world cultures, you know, Um, and just so many different things. When you play things, you're going to, when you play D and D, like what we were talking about, you have to use math. Like you have to actually understand mathematical equations in order to, to play that game successfully. So, and that is so much more fun when you're a part of a community. So as far as predictions for okay. the future, um, <laughs> you know, because everybody always asks you to look into your crystal ball. Um, I 100%, I can say without a doubt, community is still going to be a driver of gaming culture because it always has been. And in my opinion, it always will be. Um, and that's really the thing that makes it great. So ways to bring people together, whether that's virtually, whether that's in person, whether that's a hybrid approach, any anything that allows you to play and to be with or around or compete with other people is going to be a success and is going to continue on in the future. And what that looks like with the advent of, you know, actually I shouldn't say advent, with the evolution of AI, you know, we're already seeing like NVIDIA um, sponsoring some of the amazing work, like having AI non-playable characters that will interact with you differently depending on what you've done previously in the game or what choices you make and dialogue options. You know, it's 
it's becoming so much more than just if then statements in the code behind the game. It's, it's truly becoming an immersive, interactive, unique experience. So I think that will be fascinating to watch and see how AI is going to come into that. Um, yeah. I, I'm, I'm also a huge, you know, like we talk about tabletop gaming and, and card games and et cetera. You know, there's so many great things being done by so many amazing companies like you know critical role is one that pops up in my head they they with Darrington press have been just churning out new games you know queen by midnight and all of these other new games that they're coming out with and they're engaging and they're bringing new audiences into that gaming culture and kind of that gaming ecosystem that maybe didn't look at it before um so i think i think innovation i think the technology advancements community is going to stay a big thing. Um, but then I also, you know, see just, just being innovative and helping people connect. You know, I think, I think we all thought social media was going to help the world connect and in some ways it has, but I think in other ways, it's just driven us farther apart Okay, playing together and gaming together in any format is, is something that can help bring people together and you know you can sit down at a game and you you know you can have this amazing battle between the two of you and be super competitive but then walk away and shake hands and say that was a great game thank you and yeah. you know maybe make a friend true what um <laughs> what's been super surprising for me is Mickey started our game night mm, yeah and I have had company come because it's been late. It, it starts late and I'm watching it. La They're so fun. They are yeah. so funny. I haven't played yet, but I watch them and it's so hilarious. But what I couldn't like just for our little game night that hasn't been launched really, but I, you, you should come. Um, I do come. I watch. I can't remember if I've been there where people knew I was there or not. But what I was present to was when I've had company pop in and I'm watching mm -hmm. it and I show them, we end up just watching people mm -hmm. play, yeah. which is hilariously fun. Yes. And yeah, it is. I don't have kids, so I'm not necessarily exposed like a lot of people are. Yeah. And my friends that have come and watch, I'm like, check this out. This is so cute. Yeah. And, um, that, you know, it's just entertaining. It's mm -hmm. simple. It's like, come play, come chill, right? Absolutely. Together. So I, I get that. Um, I thought social media would be bringing us together more. Mm -hmm. um, what do you think about the in-person? Because you still said community driven. What do you think about the local? Mm -hmm. I, you know, I'm so grateful that we are past the, or at least hopefully knock on wood, good Lord. Um, but, you know, past the forced separation that we all had to do for a couple of years there. Um, it, it was, it was wonderful because especially like esports was something that was keeping those students connected and keeping schools, you know, together and having events because it could be done remotely and it could be done at a safe distance, et cetera. Um, so on one hand, it was great that those were able, you know, tournaments were able to still continue, you know, e-racing got really huge and simulation and you even had like NBA players and football players that were jumping in to play, you know, Madden and NBA 2K because they couldn't necessarily be together. Um, and so it gave people a different form of entertainment. Yeah. But like we talked about earlier, there is nothing like being in that live arena or even in a, just a live classroom where yeah. a competition is going on. And there's a yeah. shoutcaster that's describing the action oh and the plays back and forth. And, you know, it is, that to me is one of the things that's just absolutely wonderful about esports is you, it is just so much more focused on the entire experience as opposed to just, you know, oh yeah, I won that game or I did this achievement yeah. in that game. It's, it's all about celebrating together. Oh my gosh. I had, okay. So I'm really bad at all games. Practically. There's a couple I'm good at, like really good, but for video games, terrible. Yeah. I'm just <laughs> so bad. I'm an instant lose, lose. And then, you know, coaches have been like, well, we can track your progress. And, and I'd like to do that someday, but I kind of gave up 
Cause when you like, like I, there's certain things I just couldn't do as a mm-hmm. child mm-hmm. to compete with my big, large brothers, you know, like yeah. they yeah. their breath longer and they could swim faster. And there was just things, you know, in, mm-hmm. in basics. Um, but, but, oh my gosh. So I ended up being a really good foosball player. Okay. Yeah. I avoided the video games because I just, I got sick of losing quite frankly. <laughs> I rock foosball. So I go on record to say like, I, I kind of don't lose. Like I'm that good at it. Yeah. I got shoutcasted at our last foosball. Oh, game. amazing. So fun at the Dallas chapter at Arlington. Yeah. I played Steve Isaacs. Okay. And it was so fun. Cause I had two girl shoutcasters and me and Steve and, um, he didn't let me win, but I think I lost by a point. Like he's really good. Okay. Okay. Good yeah. to know. Next time I, I see Steve, I'll have to challenge him. He and is lose really terribly good. Cause I'm not good at foosball. Okay. Got it. And I think I could beat him. Um, we have a rematch scheduled, but there was no foosball at this, um, last time I saw him <laughs> being shoutcasted is boy, one of the best feelings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I've yeah. never shoutcasted before. And I was like, we could do this all day. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, and it, it provides such an amazing stepping stone. You know, there, there is this, um, kind of sense, um, I won't get on my soapbox, but as, you know, as females that, you know, oh, you should smile, you should, you know, don't cause waves like you, you, and a lot of females are, especially younger females are still kind of scared to get into the competition part of it. And, you know, they don't want to be embarrassed or they don't want to be told they don't belong or things like that, which is completely inaccurate by the way, but, (laughs) but shout casting is kind of the stepping stone for them to be like, I watch it. I play it. I know what's going on. I can shout cast what they're doing and be involved and do this and, and not necessarily have some of that, you know, that fear, that avoidance. And so I love seeing female shout casters because I'm like, yes. And you know, that's what young girls need to see. Totally. Totally. I call it like the cheerleaders of gaming. But like badass cheerleaders. <laughs> well, I mean, cheerleaders are badass. Think of they it. Are. They're leaders. They are. Yeah. They're just yeah. simply like they have a bad rap and they shouldn't. Yes. They're leaders. <laughs> and they're shop casting football players or basketball players or whatever. And yeah. they're gymnasts. And you know, that's another thing that we have to like, hey, like, yeah. Really? Like, absolutely. You know, Let's step into the power. Step so. into the power. Why not? <laughs> step forward. And be bold. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think wow. that's a great like summary. That's a great. I mean, that's a wrap. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh my gosh, it's just always a pleasure. I'm I'm so looking forward to what you're going to bring for everyone at the association, and your passion for research and education is just contagious. Um, so excited. My, my school starts tomorrow. Oh, long good luck. Break. Congratulations. Uh, oh, wait, actually Thursday. I'm sorry. I'm mixing up. Oh, it's, today's Wednesday. Yeah. Today's Wednesday. Wow. All right. Thank you. And <laughs> I, you know, I just love staying, you know, with an iron in the fire and, mm-hmm. you know, um, I love what you're, you're, for those of you that aren't watching, do one thing every day that scares you. That is what Danielle has. And, um, uh, that's cool, you know, just to keep it spicy and mm-hmm. stay in the power and walk toward the forest. And I also can't believe you're a next generation trucker. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, Picard and Dr. Crusher. Yeah, love it. So. My master's is in industrial organizational psychology because of Counselor Troy. Really? Okay, that's yes. fantastic. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Um, and these are all shows I would have never watched if I didn't have a, a, a room full of bigger brothers that had the remote <laughs> control. Exactly. But buck the trend and embrace it. And yeah, find Amazing. your passion. Amazing. Well, we'd love to have you back and maybe uh, a, a guest co-host. Yeah. But um, thank you so much. You did a great job. Um, looking forward to your next dates for the December chapter launch. Um, I have, or Denver, I've never been to Boulder. Oh, you've got to come, Megan. I've got a guest room. 
Like you got to come. Oh my God. <laughs> and I, we've got thank you. <laughs> I'd love to come. It's, I, I've been to Denver around the airport mostly, mm-hmm. but not for. I oh mean, yeah. We got to get you West. Let's get me going West. I, yeah. I'm, I'm thrilled. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, it, it's been a wonderful to have you another great episode of Esports Connected. Thank you all for joining us. And I'm so looking forward to everything Gaming Culturist is going to bring to us. Thank you, Danielle. Thank you so much, Megan.